Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. En marcha con Coffee Break Spanish, Season 1, Episode 9. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a otro episodio de Coffee Break Spanish, de En Marcha con Coffee Break Spanish. And I have to admit something. I have really been looking forward to this episode. ¿Por qué? Bueno, hoy vamos a hablar de algo muy, muy interesante, algo muy importante y algo muy tradicional para los españoles. Claro, vamos a hablar de las tapas, de tapear, de ir de tapas y esas cosas que son muy, muy interesantes y muy deliciosas también. Hoy tenemos una cita. Hemos quedado con Jamie y Susana de una compañía que se llama Devour Tours y la idea, pues... Vamos a hablar con ellos para saber exactamente lo que es Devour Tours. Bueno, hemos quedado en la Plaza de la Merced, en el centro de Málaga, al lado de la estatua de un señor muy conocido, del señor Pablo Picasso. Entonces, estamos ahora en la Plaza de la Merced. Let's go and find Jimmy and Susana. I think I see what might be Jimmy and Susanna over here. Hola, ¿sois Jimmy y Susana? Sí, sí. Hola, mucho Hola, gusto. Mucho Jamie. gusto. Encantado. Hola, Susana, encantada. Mar, mucho gusto, mucho gusto. Pues muchísimas gracias por hoy. Nada, de nada. ¿Queréis presentaros ya? Sí, bueno, me llamo Jamie. Yo soy irlandés, pero llevo tres años aquí viviendo en Andalucía. ¿Y tú, Susana? Hola, soy Susana, soy holandesa y llevo dos años en Málaga. Perfecto, pues muchas gracias. Perhaps we should come to English for just a moment, if we can explain a little bit about what your company does. T tell us about it, Jimmy. Okay, so Devour Tours is a company that works at the minute in eight different cities in Spain. And what we offer to tourists that come to visit the country are gastronomic experiences and cultural experiences. So we focus on the gastronomy of each city and the authentic, traditional local food and drink. But also our experiences are a little bit more than that. Because at the end of the day, after a Devour Tour, you go away having eaten delicious food and had delicious wine. But also you have a better understanding of the culture and the history of that particular city. Because at the end of the day, the culture, the food, the history, it's all part of the same delicious story. <laughs> Fantastic. Everything goes together. Susanna, you are the, the city manager for Malaga. Yes, yes, it's true. I've been working with Devour Tours for about a year now, and, and it's great because eating and drinking is really important to people in Malaga. It's what the locals do. Their whole life is centered around food. So getting to know Malaga is, yeah, if you want to get to know Malaga, you have to eat and drink in Malaga. So, yeah, that's the best way. <laughs> okay, so we are going to be doing some tapas tasting. Is that correct? Exactly, yeah. So today we are going to eat tapas like true locals, like true malagueños. We're going to go to three different establishments that show different aspects of the tapas culture in the city. We're going to try some local food, we're going to taste some delicious local wines, and do things like true authentic locals. The things I do for the Coffee Break Spanish audience. <laughs> It sounds like a great afternoon. Uh, vámonos. Vámonos. <laughs> Vámonos. 
So, Jamie, where are we going first? Tell us the, the first bar that we're going to. So, our first bar today is called Mainake, which is an incredible wine shop here in the center of Malaga that does a great selection of wines that are a little bit different than the wines that you would expect to find in the city of Malaga. And food-wise? Food-wise, they have a great selection of tapas, perfectly put together specifically to pair with all of the beautiful tastes and aromas of the wine themselves. It couldn't really be a better start. Let's go. <laughs> so, in our first bar, I asked the owner, José, to tell us a little about the pairing of the food and wine that he had prepared for us. Mira, como vamos a tomar eh, un vino tinto... Eh, de ronda con un poco de tintilla de rota y algo de tempranillo he eh, pensado que eso podía acompañar muy bien al, a un queso de cabra de leche cruda eh, y bueno bastante curado uno eh, he puesto dos en este caso uno es de la de la Xarquía, de la zona de Vélez Málaga y el otro es eh, de la zona del Guadalhorce son dos conceptos distintos con la misma leche y el mismo animal Creo que es, una, bueno, es un momento para, para probar un concepto bastante distinto en dos zonas distintas. So we're talking here about two different types of queso de cabra, goat's cheese. One from the Axarquia region, and that's the area around Frigiliana. We've spoken about that before on En Marcha. And then the other from Guadalhorce. And Guadalhorce is the river that runs from Antequera down to Málaga. Pues... A comer. A comer. Salud. Salud. How many tours do you do normally in a week? Uh, it depends. So, I mean, tourism obviously kind of runs seasonally, but during the low season, we might do two or three different tours a week. But coming into high season, um, we could even do as many as five or six. So we're kept nice and busy. <laughs> and what nationality would the tourists be? Generally speaking, I think that most of our, our clients tend to be people from America, from the States, because it kind of slots in nicely with um, a trip to various different cities in Spain, because you can try the food in each place, because obviously the great thing about Spain is that every region has its own typical food. So you get a, a little bit of a taste of everything when you come along with us on Devour. Okay, so bar number one, done. Uh, Susanna, where are we off to next? Yeah, we're going to Mason Mariano. Mason Mariano is one of the most traditional tapas bars here in Malaga city centre. It's also maybe the most family-run business we have because uh, it is Mariano, but then it's also his wife, his daughter, his son, daughter-in-law, son-in-law. Everybody in this bar is related somehow. Yeah, it looks really traditional and great. It smells delicious. The food is great, so it's like the best place and maybe my favorite place in Malaga. We are now at the Maison Mariano and we are going inside to find out what this tapas bar has in store for us. And I think this is a bit different from the one that we've just been in. Vamos a ver. You enter a restaurant like Maison Mariano and you immediately know that you're somewhere authentic where there's lively chatter all around where the waiters are busily delivering loaded plates of fresh local produce to families and groups of friends all there to enjoy the traditional atmosphere and the delicious food. Bueno, estamos en Mesón Mariano, que eso es uno de los sitios más típicos de la ciudad de Málaga. Aquí se come Súper bien, la comida es muy típica de la región y más que nada aquí estamos entre malagueños, en un sitio con dueños malagueños entre los malagueños, que es muy importante para nosotros como empresa, pero también para ti, para entender lo que es la gastronomía típica de aquí. 
Exacto, pues eso sí que es muy importante. Mientras estamos uh, esperando la comida, cuéntanos un poco, Jamie, ¿cómo has aprendido español? Porque hablas súper bien. Bueno, uh, gracias. <risa> bueno, yo llevo mucho tiempo estudiando en español. Yo empecé con 12 años, cuando era un niño chico, aprendiendo en secundaria. Y luego ya seguí hasta la universidad. Tenía también la suerte de poder hacer un Erasmus de un semestre en Granada. Y luego, justo el día después de graduarme, pues vení por aquí a Andalucía y ya llevo tres años. Entonces, bueno, ya llevo mucho tiempo, entonces si no hablo bien ahora, pues sería un problema. ¿Y para ti el, el andaluz no es demasiado difícil? Bueno, yo antes, antes de hacer mi Erasmus en Granada, mis profesores de la universidad me dijeron, pues Jamie, te has equivocado, porque ahí en Andalucía te va, vas a tener muchos problemas con el acento. Pero luego yo seguí con mi ritmo y al final, si puedes hablar con los andaluces en Andalucía, puedes hacer lo que sea con el español. Puedes hacer lo que sea, lo que quieras. You can do whatever you need to, whatever you want with your Spanish, if you can manage to understand an Andaluz. And that's what we're helping you do with these episodes of En Marcha. I asked Jamie to tell us more about what we were going to eat in Mission Mariano. Bueno, Jamie, cuéntanos, ¿qué vamos a comer ahora? Ahora mismo vamos a comer un plato muy, muy típico de Málaga, que son los boquerones fritos. Y boquerón, que es un anchovy, bueno, es muy conocido por todo el mundo, pero aquí en Málaga lo comemos de forma distinta, porque son boquerones frescos. Vienen del mercado de Málaga, así que son muy frescos. Mariano, el dueño de ese bar, va todos los días para comprar su boquerone. Y lo que hacemos es lo rebozamos en un poco de limón y lo freímos, pero se fríe en siempre, siempre en aceite de oliva virgen extra. Así que es un frito más ligero, más sabroso y es muy típico aquí en Málaga porque se dice que, bueno, el apodo más común para los malagueños es boquerón. Así que si tú estás hablando con tu amigo que es de Málaga y dice, oye, boquerón, eso está muy bien, muy bien dicho por la cultura de comer boquerones tanto. You heard Jimmy use the word apodo there, a nickname. And the nickname for someone from Malaga, apparently, is Boquerón, an anchovy. Now, I wanted to know if this could be seen as an insult. Not at all. It's very much a term of endearment. It's something that you say to your friends. Um, and it's very commonly used, not just in Malaga itself, but in the rest of Andalusia as well. We refer to people from Malaga as Boquerones. Bueno, vamos a probar los Boquerones. So the special thing about this particular restaurant is that at the end of the day, Meso Mariano really shows the passion of Balagueños for their, their cuisine because the owner, Mariano, he goes to the market every single morning, buys his boquerones that we're enjoying at the minute, he gets all of his fruit, vegetables, meat, all of these things. Then once he's done his shopping in the market, he goes into the kitchen, he starts cooking, he spends all of his day cooking, and when all of that work is done, he eventually then goes out into the restaurant and talks to the locals, interacts with them, and really kind of makes sure that they're having a good time and enjoying his food. The food is amazing. I can, can tell you that. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Now you can see it in the part of the restaurant, the other part, that they display the vegetables and fruits really fresh, and they have the fish displayed. And when you order something, you actually see the waiter going into that fridge, taking out the fish, you know, bringing it back to the kitchen. So you can literally see what they're cooking with. It's really nice. We're delighted to be, be joined by Mariano, the man himself on, of the, the Mission Mariano. Mariano, la comida está perfecta. Muchas gracias. Bueno, aquí hacemos cocina tradicional malagueña. 
desde toda la vida, la cocina que se, siempre se ha hecho en pueblos, en casas particulares y yo lo he absorbido de mi familia, de mi madre, de mi abuela y de otros chefs de cocina que yo he tenido en distintos sitios que he trabajado porque yo llevo en este oficio 48 años ¡Wow! ¡Enhorabuena! Gracias, gracias. Y la, los clientes que, que vienen aquí, ¿son más bien malagueños o son turistas? El 90% son malagueños y son clientes de siempre, tanto de hijos, padres, nietos, familiares. Y luego turistas vienen mucho gracias también a la información que hay a través de las redes sociales, que se divulga el tema y, y hay turistas de fuera de España y de España muchos también. Sí. Pues muchísimas gracias. A vosotros. Un placer siempre atenderlo. ¿eh? Gracias. Jamie and Susanna work on a daily basis with tourists coming to Spain on their tours and trying different types of food. I wanted to find out more about the attitudes of tourists towards tapas and whether people are used to eating in a Spanish style. I think um, internationally tapas is quite a, a misunderstood concept because if you think of tapas, you know, in Ireland or in the States or in Great Britain, it's just small plates. Um, but the thing about it in Spain is it's, you know, it's kind of knowing how to do tapas and knowing that, you know, you want to go to the local establishments. A lot of the time we move from place to place so that we get the best variety of tastes and flavors every evening. And it's that social act of, of being out and about and in the bars. So it's important, I think, to kind of come along and to have someone like, like ourselves to kind of take you around and show you how it's done and set the good example so that then you're ready to uh, take on the tapas scene for the remainder of your time in the city. It happens that people come to Spain for the first time and they're really excited, really enthusiastic and they see all the great food on the menu but they are not sure how big tapas are or how many tapas you should order a person so they are so excited they order like 20 tapas in once and they're only two people so they end up with a table full of delicious food that they can never finish. So a good thing to know is yeah, that tapas is a very relaxed way of eating. Just start by ordering one or two. If you're still hungry, order one or two more. You know, you pay at the end of the, the, the dinner experience. It's just it's a very relaxed way. You don't have to rush or anything. I think this is the secret. Very often, you're not going to be eating in one place alone. You're going to be eating in multiple places. So that's why when you sit down and you order lots of tapas, very often the waiter, the waitress will tell you, no, no, that's enough. They're not telling you you shouldn't eat anymore, but they're expecting that you're going on somewhere else to have something else to eat later. And that's why it makes sense just to order a couple of dishes and then go and try somewhere else. Okay, back to our tapas tour and I'll let Susana explain where we are heading next. This is Antigua Casa de Guardia, the oldest wine bar in Malaga. It was founded here in 1840 by a man named Jose Guardia. He, uh, yeah, he was a wine producer, but he came to, down to the city center because he also needed a place to sell all the Malaga wines, and that's why he opened this place as a shop. But now, in time, it transformed into a bar. Pues vamos a tomar algo. Sí. <laughs> bueno, el primer vino que vamos a tomar aquí es el Seco Tras Añejo. Y eso es un vino al final bastante seco, es uno de los vinos más antiguos de esa tienda, de la antigua uh, casa de guardia. Y la uva que se usa para elaborar este vino es el Pedro Jiménez. Y se suele usar para vinos de Jerez, sherry wines, that are very typical from the Jerez winemaking region in the, in the Cádiz area. 
pero aquí en Málaga se usa también para ese vino seco que es buenísimo, muy muy típico de aquí, uno de los 21 vinos que tienen aquí en, esta, en este bar y está buenísimo. Pues a probar. A probar, vamos. Now, when we were tasting this, my colleague Christina, who was helping us with the video and sound on this episode, decided that this particular wine had a, a bit of a strange taste. It's almost medicinal. Well, it's interesting that you say that because at the end of the day, during the Moorish period in Malaga, sweet wines like this one and other wines that we're trying now actually were medicinal. And I say that with inverted commas because at the end of the day, the consumption of alcohol was actually forbidden during the Muslim occupation of Malaga. So at the end of the day, the doctors used to prescribe the alcohol to their patients as a way for them to continue consuming it so that the bodegas and the wine producers could still stay in business uh, without it technically actually being consumed for pleasure, let's say. So it was part of the deal when you went to the doctor, you get prescribed some alcoholic beverages to take home with you. And now it's just consumed for pure pleasure. And now it is absolutely pure pleasure, exactly like we're having right now. You remember we met Jose at Mainake earlier today, and he actually is the one who told me that for a long time, even the Christians believed in the medicinal way of Malaga sweet wine. So even when Jose was a little kid, his mother really believed that if he was sick, he needed some Malaga wine. So as a little kid, Jose would get a glass like this, a tiny glass with Malaga wine in it, mixed with a raw egg. And then he had to take a little piece of bread, dip the bread into this mixture of egg and Malaga wine, and then he would eat it because it would taste really, really sweet. He would not only feel better, but he would also sleep really well because he had a little bit of alcohol, and then he would feel better the next day. So even until like maybe like 50, 60 years ago, it was still a medicine in Malaga. But we have to say for our listeners that we do not recommend this for no. children. Also in Spain, no, no, no. At the moment, you have to be 18 to drink alcohol in Spain, for sure. If you'd like to get more out of Inmarta, then you can use the transcript for this episode, which will explain everything covered in the lesson in the Spanish aspects of the conversations, including vocabulary, which will help you get to grips with the language used by the native speakers. The lesson notes are one part of the premium materials for Inmarta. There's also a vocabulary list where we list all the words included in the episode from Spanish into English and English into Spanish to help you test yourself on what you've learned. There is the activity pack, which is full of exercises based on some of the constructions in the episode. And also the language study episode, which is a full additional piece of audio content where my colleague Anne and I talk about the language used and give you further practice with some interactive translation challenges. You can find out about all of these bonus materials by going to coffeebreaktravels.com or simply go to the Coffee Break Academy and you'll find En Marcha there. So we're coming to the end of this highly enjoyable episode of En Marcha con Coffee Break Spanish and I would like to say a huge thank you to Susana and to Jamie for all your help. It's been fantastic finding out about the, the Tapas Trail in, in, in Malaga and we do need to ask you, how can our listeners find out more about what you do? Well, of course, we have a website. Uh, we have uh, social media like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Or if you want to check out all of our experiences across all of the different cities that we work in, check out devourtours.com and you'll have a little bit of a link to all the different cities we work in, all the different experiences we have. And we look forward to seeing you on a Devour adventure soon. 
Pues muchísimas gracias a todos y a hasta ti. la próxima. Muchísimas gracias a ustedes y nos vamos a ver pronto. Yes, thank you very much. It was really fun today. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2019 Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019 Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved.